0: Did you even know there's more than one area of self-regulation? There's actually five and you need to know what they are so you can help your dysregulated child get regulated. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have continued conversations about dysregulation and self-regulation so that we can support kids and families And today we're talking about the five areas of self-regulation so you can better understand just why your child is struggling maybe in one or more of these areas. So let's dive in. When we think about self-regulation, we tend to only think about emotional and behavioral self-regulation, but really there are five areas of self-regulation that need to develop so that our kids can thrive, not just today, but in the future. And that's why I do all this work. You know, so many people come to me and they want to work one-on-one with me, which is great. You can go to drrosancom forward slash help. And that's our one-to-one brain behavior reset program where we only take a few people every month. That is it. Um, but when you go to drrosancom forward slash help, We have a solution matcher. So wherever you are and you feel like you need one-to-one help, go there, fill it out, and we will guide you to the right resources because, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? I need for people to get accurate information, not feel so hopeless and desperate. And that's what all my work is about. And there's some really amazing things. So let's talk about the five areas of self-regulation and understand how they impact us. We, as I said, we only kind of think about emotional. And our emotional self-regulation, of course, is so important because when our kids are dysregulated emotionally, it's in our face. But when that emotional regulation is, you know, when you have a disappointment, a frustration or any stimuli, because, you know, sometimes we have kids, especially as a mom of a pants kid, the wind blows and our kids emotionally dysregulate. And so we need to support them so that their nervous system can regulate, but emotional dysregulation can show up in many ways. Like I said, you're, they're managing a frustration. That tends to be one of the biggest ones. Somebody says no to them. (laughs) Um, it could be a startle response. It can be sensory overload. There's a lot of sources, but when we have good emotional regulation, they have better concentration, of course, better. Mental health, which is what we're doing. And ultimately, these are our stress layers for people that are emotionally regulated. They just aren't as reactive to everyday things, big things, little things. And don't get me wrong. We want our system reacting appropriately. We want our autonomic system working appropriately. And that means that it reacts when it should and it doesn't overreact. So the second form of our ways that our, we self-regulate is biological, right? So when our actual physical system or autonomic nervous system is working appropriately, as I alluded to before, and if you've ever heard me talk, right, we have an autonomic nervous system. It's our stress response system. And when it's well-oiled and you're taking care of it, you're going to learn a lot more in this self-regulation series, just how to take care of it. So if you're binge listening or watching, make sure to watch the whole series or listen. When you're taking care of it, you have a stressor and you go from a nice relaxed parasympathetic state, boom, it jumps up into a sympathetic dominant. It says, hey, what should I be stressed about? Is there a war? Is there something going on? Once it recognizes that that there's something that it should worry about, it goes back down into a parasympathetic state. If there is a serious threat, you know, you, you had a flat tire, you know, the kid on the bus said he's going to punch you, whatever it is, then you stay in a heightened state, your cortisol is going and all of those other things. When we have a normal functioning system, that's what's happened. But then on top of it, your cortisol levels can go back down when you go into a parasympathetic state, then your energy is going to restore because even though if you're jacked up, in a sympathetic dominant state, when you live there, you're actually exhausted. Usually your sleep's turned around. And please know this can happen to children. It can happen to teens. It can happen to us. It's pretty easy um, for them. Okay. So now another area of self-regulation is cognitive. So when our thinking, our brain is regulated, um, I'm thinking that, you know, so many of us are neurodivergent and in the world, you know, learning issues, attention, autism, and Really, even mental health issues kind of fall under neurodivergent. So when our cognitive functioning is working properly, right, our brain isn't understimulated or overstimulated, which you get to see all the time in these amazing QEG brain maps. Um, please listen to that episode if you haven't. But when we have good cognitive self-regulation, what are we going to see? We're going to see better listening. Better problem solving and better decision making. And I think when I, I know our dysregulated kids are tough to parent, but I feel like this cognitive portion is what really makes parents crazy themselves because they're like, this kid's bright. He's got 112 on his IQ test. He's got a 97, right? We have normal to above average, you know, or more intelligence because I get to hear that all the time. We think, well, why isn't the problem solving? Well, when you're dysregulated, you're not always thinking things through. And that's why we need self-regulation in the cognitive areas. Hey parents, looking to turn those stressful days into moments of calm focus? Well, that's exactly why I created Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. It's the brain booster that helps kids and parents stay centered and sharp. It's not magic; it's science, and it's just a spoonful away. Bring the balance with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get special subscribe and save discounts with, of course, amazing gifts. Drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. Number four, social, right? So social self-regulation, right? So when you have a child that is socially self-regulated, it doesn't mean that they're an extrovert, right? Introverts can have amazing social skills. It means that they understand social nuances. They can interact appropriately, right? That's really what social regulation. And we think about certain Um, disorders like autism, even ADD, you have a higher rate of social issues. And autism, everybody has a social or nonverbal LD. Um, You're always going to have difficulty in social regulation. Um, The interest may or may not be there. Please know just because somebody's autistic does not mean they're not interested socially. They're just not good at it. So when they are regulated socially, ultimately, You have healthy relationships with other. You understand how to have reciprocal back and forth conversations. You don't just talk about Minecraft all the time. And I mean, some of that's normal. And for example, I just recently had somebody where their child will only talk about Dora the Explorer. And it's been like 10 years. So yes, diagnosed with autism. So when you are regulated socially, you have that ability to interact. You can read body language. You can do all those things. And it's a really valuable school skill. The fifth area of self-regulation is something we almost never talk about. It's actually pro-social regulation. And pro-social means that you are caring for others. You really have empathy for others. And our greatest leaders have unbelievable empathy, right? I always, I always refer to Oprah. Um, not just because I met her and she's a really nice lady. But it is... <laughs> Something we are not talking enough about in this social realm, right? So social and pro social. But having being self-regulated in the pro social area is an asset and it's something that's valued. It's it's more than, I mean, it is kindness, but it's really, really that active skill of being able to care for others. And when somebody is dysregulated, I mean, when somebody's like super anxious or had a hard time or depressed. We know that they are not good connecting beyond themselves because when we go back to biological um, self-regulation, you have to realize their nervous system is either stuck in a under or overstimulated state, and they're just not going to have that capability. And that's why it's so critical to regulate the nervous system. In this series, we're going to dive into ways to regulate the nervous system. If you want to jump in and find out more, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. We walk you through the right solutions. But it's part of what what I do every day is, you know, we have our magnesium. We have our UMCOM PEMF. We have our Brain Behavior Reset Program. We have other things that are coming to support you in supporting your child. And of course, as always, everything I do is evidence-based and I want people to know there are solutions outside of medication. And that's what this is all about. So join me on the next in our series about self-regulation so that you are creating an environment for your child and your family to thrive. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs and man... When you have a kid that dysregulates and you just feel stuck, you don't understand why. And today we talked about those whys. And I hope that you realize it's going to be okay when you take one step towards calming a dysregulated nervous system.